0: Recap.
1: Where we recap the sermon from the previous Sunday. The previous week's Sunday? The previous week's sermon. Well, well, there's a sermon on a Sunday. And we're going to recap it. We're going to recap it. (laughs) That's what's happening. Welcome. Thanks, Ethan. (laughs) Uh, Ephesians 3 1 to 13. Mm -hmm. What did you preach about? I, th- I always
2: think it's great when you guys chime in first, you know? I know you like do. Guys, and I
0: can fill in, you know. Just curious to th- hear what you thought. I mean, what I took away from it is that Paul was given the stewardship of the mystery of the gospel uh, by God, and that was, hey, Gentiles, <laughs> you're in now. <laughs> you become fellow heirs, partakers of the promise, mm-hmm. and... Now that he's become aware of that stewardship, he's telling people who tell more people who tell more people yeah, of that promise. And basically that's how the church started. Yeah. And so I re- just really appreciated your tying um, like global missions and telling every tribe, tongue, and nation, you know. Which because Gentiles basically means nations. Yeah, exactly. Peoples. Yeah. Telling the yeah. peoples um, about Jesus. And then that's primarily through Churches, like you start a church, yep. who then go and start another church, and you know that's right. just how this thing is gone throughout history. Yeah. So that's those are the emphases that I took took from it.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I don't think you have to, you know, it's not even like you're inferring church, right? You know, yeah. Chapter two, he talks about you know you're being built into a holy temple, which is another way the church is talked about in the New Testament. Then he explicitly, you know, in verse ten uh-huh. says after all those things mm-hmm. that you just talked about, so that through the church, mm-hmm. the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This is according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, so the church is the way God's wisdom is displayed to everyone and to even like demonic forces mm-hmm. that you know would still want to rage against humankind. They, they see the church and they have to acknowledge probably regrettably that Jesus is still winning and reigning. How do they acknowledge that? How do they see that through this church that's being brought together from every people and, and through that church of every people, like making the gospel, the main thing, despite all their differences. Cause the last chapter is about unity and peace um, that comes before this, uh, you know, and then um, also realizing that like, this is one of the verses I'd go to when I talk about even like, how we ought to view um, just what the church is. You know, like there's just some systems of belief out there that believe the church is a parenthesis. The church is like a once in, you know, this is a temporary thing. And this says that this was according to the eternal purpose that he is now realized in Christ Jesus, our Lord, which means this was always the plan to get here and now it's been realized, right? And this is this is how it's going to be. How so it's going to be going forward. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of that word "realized" means. We're always working towards this. Here it is. This is how it's going to be. Um, so I think that's a significant theological point in this text too. That I didn't, you know, I didn't have twenty minutes to talk about, but it's one of the places I'd go to to say, you know, this mystery hasn't quite been made known as clearly as it is now. But this was always the plan. This is how God's going to work. Yeah.
1: Are
0: you still hosting? Uh, sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I checked out a little bit. Um, it's the kind of stuff
2: you don't say on air. No, no one, no one actually needed to know here. The inside thoughts are coming outside. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Intrusive thoughts. You were so counterculture. You were over there like nodding and looking at your phone, though. So what? So you checked out.
1: What were you doing? Not entirely. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Um, I pulled up the sermon discussion questions Mm. that you wrote that are in the Church Center app. Uh, Ah, where anybody can find them. Yes, on the Sunday morning page. Especially community group leaders. below the outline. Hey, along those
2: lines, someone asked me, is there a place I should have gone and looked, but I didn't yet. Is there a place where we put the kids' questions
0: on the app? Um not right now no Man, okay. y'all are getting real time behind the scenes but that's a great idea
1: no did we used to do that
0: i think i thought i
2: that did it used to go on the kids page my answer was that i, I think we used to but i don't know what's been going on since summer i was <laughs> on
1: sabbatical that might have stopped for summer okay and i and didn't not, start doing not it quite again started got it I will start doing that again.
2: Well, I don't know if you're listening right now, person I talk to, but that's your answer. There you go. They will be
1: on the kids' ministry page. and people the should
0: listen to the podcast. Where else can you get the behind-the-scenes <laughs> planning conversations, you know, other than here? <laughs> you can't. This is the only way.
2: Anything else about the sermon? Anyway. I mean, the, 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 I, uh, one, one of the things i have love to do when it's possible is when there's something like a Global Focus or you know, other special sermons we've done over the years, if it's possible uh, to just keep going through the same book you're going through, I think it's cool to be able to show, hey, look at the nation's, God's go- global plan to save and gather people into his church, is right here. You know, we didn't have to go to a different book or take a week off our sermon series to do it. here it is right here. Cause God's always caring about this, you know, all over the place in the Bible. I think that's a sweet thing to be able
0: to do too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does it mean <clears throat> in verse 13? Yeah. Uh, where it says, don't lose heart over what I'm suffering for you, which is your glory.
2: Yeah. I mean, what I said in the sermon, About that is that I think in the context, um, in the in the Paul, I mean Paul uses glory in a few different ways, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think in this context, um, I think what he's saying is I'm I am suffering for your salvation, gathering uh, fellowship with God. Uh, access to God, in verse 12 is right before that, mm-hmm. um, and ultimate reality that you're going to get to be with God in glory forever. So he's using glory as kind of a catch-all term, I think, uh, and a capstone similarly to the way he uses it like in Romans 8. Sure. You know, those who were this, were this, were this, were glorified. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: doing this for your glory. That's where it's all headed. It, um, is it almost like would would like benefit be a.
2: I think it's more, it's it's benefit would be certainly what it is for them, mm-hmm. but it'd be underselling it. It's sure. more eschatological than that. Gotcha. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm suffering for your ultimate uh, eternity with God. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Your glory. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's good. Cool. Do You want to mention any of the discussion questions?
1: Um, <coughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Rabbit trail. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was nodding at earlier is uh, question three: If the new people uh, formed through the, if the new people is formed through the gospel, then what does Paul spend his life doing? Um, do we make sharing the gospel a regular part of our lives? Um, if the answer is no, why do you think that is? um and so you just mentioned global focus mm-hmm. um i yeah i think it's i think it is helpful to yeah just think of those two things as connected yeah and not you know global focus like the global things going on church planting to unengaged people groups isn't something that's just happening way over there mm-hmm. it's and it isn't just even something to only engage with Correct over there. Yeah. Uh, But uh, yeah, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for your neighbors? Um, From a communications side of things, speaking of the app, um, not the app, but on our website, we we now have just an outreach page Hmm. that um, has a section for neighborhood outreach and a section for global outreach. Mm -hmm. um, Kind of there together. Yeah. So I think I think that. That I, that question is helpful to think about.
2: Yeah, and that's what I... I think at the beginning of the sermon, I said, hey, I have two aims. You know, one is that everyone's going to leave here affected. You know, that this is Paul's call to the church, to everybody. So that means us. We can't leave here and, you know, go, well, I'm not a missionary, so I'm off the hook. Um, and that someone would... Their life would be significantly changed and they'd move away from everything and go overseas. You know, so I was saying those are... I've got two aims and, um, so I think that's exactly right. The, yeah. And and, I mean, honestly, you know, the whole global nations thing again is kind of starting from Jerusalem and working its way out. And so in one sense, it's not like it doesn't start in Lakeville or America. We're about as far out as you can get (laughs) and work its way out. So sometimes, you know, even our vision of missions can be a little ethnocentric, like here we are, let's go out. And I would just say, man, that a lot of nations, Gentiles, peoples are coming here or are here. Here we are in this place full of nations and peoples. So yeah there's there's unreached church planning opportunities out there but man, it's all right here mm-hmm. too. Um, so let's be faithful like you said, I think on Sunday the way I said it is if you're in your neighbor, if you're in your neighborhood, if you live where you live, which everyone does. <laughs> then you're there to share the gospel. You know, that yep. <laughs> was so a rhetorical way to say mm-hmm. if you go home to where you go home, that's your spot.
0: Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, start thinking and praying for your neighbors. Speaking of that, um, you kind of changed a little bit about how we've historically talked about missions a little.
2: Mm-hmm. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah.
0: With uh, you said, because historically at Bethlehem, we've talked about you're either a goer, you're a sender, or you're disobedient, mm-hmm. right? For a long time, and you said specifically this week, we're all goers. Yep. Um, By that, you didn't mean overseas. You meant you're called to go wherever Mm -hmm. your sphere of influence is right now and be a light for Christ. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what was the thought process behind that? Did you get any feedback on that? Do you think that flattens um, the distinction of like going means you go cross-culturally? Like just why would you do that? Yeah. Or anything you want to say. <laughs> I.
2: I. What, what? That's a good question. What do I want to say? Um. I. I. I think that there is a, a helpful use, maybe, of rhetoric to m- imply something specific, which I think is what you're either a goer, a sender, a disobedient does. You know, mm-hmm. it's shocking. You're either going to go across the, you know. Mm-hmm. The ocean. You're going to be a part of that, or you're going to be disobedient. I, I also think that that phrase is limited in how helpful it is in building um, a biblical vision for evangelism and, and outreach over decades, um, because I think it can, I think it can remove the responsibility of local. Yep. In your neighborhood, care for your neighbors here, so that I can so so it can easily be like I either go overseas, or I'm a part of a Barnabas team meeting. You know, every two or three months. Which hey, if you're listening, we need more Barnabas team members, and we think they're really important. But then
0: if you do that, you're good. You're sense what you're off the hook,
2: and you don't have to. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't you need to th- you don't need to think much about those people sitting next to you at your kids' football game. You don't need to think much about the barista you're interacting with. You don't need to think much about the coworkers that you, you know, are on that Zoom call with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I want our people to feel the weight of what it means to be an ambassador yeah. for Christ. Because that's that's like an identity term that the New Testament uses for us. And so I don't want anyone to be able to easily uh, shed that identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I did say it on purpose. Um, I didn't necessarily say it on purpose to disengage with the other thing that's been said, but I, I, I it is a purposeful emphasis in what I think the church is called to yep. do and be. Yep, that's good. Awesome, thanks. thanks for reaching. <laughs>